Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The heat is on and the bites are on. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We're going to make 21st and 22nd. More specifically, the flounder flu. That man, they are they are chewing. And the sea bass. It is going crazy. If you have an opportunity, get out to a, a wreck, a rock pile, a reef, any kind of structure. The sea bass are suicidal, man. They are inhaling just about anything. Well, you know, actually, the, the clam, the squid. Hey, even the fish bites, fishing, uh, fishing chunks, fishing strips. They are, they are on the chew. Fluke in the back bay have been. It's, it's really turned on. Okay, we had the bad weather, dirty water, et cetera. Man, boom! The lit, the wick rather has been lit. The switch has been turned on. And you have some nice sized flatties in the back. Blues have eh, been sporadic. Weekies. The guys just ain't talking, man. And there you go. And you still have a building and improving. They've got a drum bite over there in Delaware Bay. Some big boomers starting to happen. 60, 70 pounders. I mean, I saw one that was probably close to 80. A lot of fishing going on. And the salt on the fresh side, we have largemouth bass and pickerel just going crazy. And I love my channel, kitties. And they are on the chew as well. But it is crunch time gobblers. Our next segment, Ronnie Jones, ACB Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Census. The second week of the two-week, D-week portion of the turkey season. And it has been tough. Now, we got the, we got the blast furnace on. This is going to be probably the most challenging five days of turkey hunting. Now, again, the advantage, you can hunt until sunset, half hour before sunrise to sunset. And we will see how that goes. That actually two segments with Ronnie Jones. Also going to reminisce with Dick Wood, H.G. Wood Advertising fame. Again, launched Shimano, Berkeley, all that. Uh, reminiscing about Ray Scott, who passed away last week. Going to some uh, some Ray Scott memories. Creator of Bassmaster. I, responsible, I would think, a lot of people agree with me, for what is now a $100 billion bass fishing industry. That's boats, electronics, everything. All started with a man with a dream. Okay, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back, Rack and Fin Radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Uh, hey, Dad, cool if I change this? They may not get each other's music, but they can both get a COVID-19 booster shot. Because the CDC recommends booster shots for people 12 years and older after completion of a primary series. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Hey, honey. Hey, Mom. How did Jordan's interview go? I'm not sure. Your brother isn't home yet. Oh, one sec. Someone's at the door. Are you Mrs. Lewis? Yes. Mrs. Lewis, I'm Officer Taylor. Your son was in a crash and has died. What? He wasn't wearing his seatbelt and was ejected from the vehicle. No. No. Mom, is everything okay? Mom, answer. Hello? Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, I'm all, uh, all discombobulated today because of uh, some mishaps which got through. Okay, he was able to get through them, but sleep has been rare these past, what, 48 hours. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that sometime next week. Comedy of errors, but it happens. Hey, upcoming is the last week of seg segment D, I call it period D, whatever, the, the turkey season, the spring gobbler season. Five more days. This is crunch time. 
And I'll tell you, we lost, what do you figure, uh, that nor'easter, rain and winds, whatever. I mean, you could still go out and hunt, but conditions made it almost impossible. We lose six or seven days, eight days in there. So I don't know what the harvest take is going to be. We will find that out in a few weeks when the numbers are tabulated. But like I said, it is crunch time. Those of you who are still with permits, I would I would believe this has to be, in these conditions too, now with the blast of summer heat, it's here. The heat is on. This has to be probably upcoming the toughest week uh, to put a gobbler down. You know, get get that uh, get those feet in the air, get that get that beard stroked out. Join us on the line right now. I had to put in a call to the man, the one, the guy, Ronnie Jones, president owner, ACP Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense, manufacturer of just some incredible, incredible turkey calls, among others. Try to get again. You have that permit. You have your last five days. The one advantage, if you want to call it that, you'll be able to hunt until sunset. You don't have to get out of the woods at noon. You'll be able to hunt from half hour before sunrise to sunset. That increases the odds a little bit. But, man, I'll be damned, man. It, this has been one tough turkey season. Ron, how you doing, man? Would you uh, would you agree to that? Oh, Tom, it's it's been, yeah, it's been one in the books that, uh, yeah, it's, it's exasperating this year for me personally. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a rough one this year. Ronnie, imagine if you're one. exasperated. Imagine what I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I said on the way down here this morning, listeners, uh, three uh, Jake and two different gobblers, two different three birds, uh, three different areas, just strolling, just getting light, just strolling along the road without a care in the world. Ronnie, what do you think's up with that? I mean, they, they on hens or they all tuckered out for mating. What do you think? I, I I personally am I'm believing that we're we're in that really last part of this season to where they even give a hoot about breeding. Um, you, you, you're, there's the birds are still there and they're still going to breed. Don't get me wrong, but you know they're they're tuckered. Um, I think our season started out with uh, in my area anyway. I can't I can't speak for all areas, but in my area the birds. The, I, it looked like we was in the last of the breeding season at that point. Mm-hmm. So um, I, really, um, we heard uh, early in March, birds was. I heard reports of birds breeding early March, you know, wow. the end of March rather, um, which would put, you know, three to four weeks of breeding by the time our season came in, which is what we would want. You know, I mean, that's what the seasons are up. So that way, the hens are setting on eggs and. You know they're sitting long enough to where if you bust them off of the nest, they're going to come back to it. Right. But uh, the, the the problem with that also is for us the hunters is the uh, it's rough at that point because the birds that's still hanging on ends they're not they're not pulling off of them, and then the other birds are just I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. It's funny. Uh, it's it's funny with your assessment. If I if I may interrupt you for a second. But uh, again, I travel a lot. I spoke with guys that you know, turkey hunting areas one, two, three, four, five, even oh, down eleven. You know, Somerset County area, turkey hunting area fourteen, prime area, pretty much saying the same thing. Tommy P, this is one tough, badass year, man. They're they're, yeah, they're hearing and, birds, and they're they're here. They're not respond something wrong. I don't know what happened, but I'm 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 looking at uh, what's it, Shoprite? <laughs> That's it's rough and even off the roost and you know once for me in my area even off the roost they might be talking but they they, they wasn't talking 
like they normally do. You know, typically, you know, they're really going hard on a. You know, you make a mm-hmm. you, just, you, you 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 burp and they make a noise, right? Right. Um, this year they just seem subdued. Um, um, so it, it's what it is. Um, you know, this is where you wish you had started in early early April rather than later April. But uh, it's what it is. What it is. Um, you can still kill some birds. It's going to be really rough today and tomorrow and next week. I don't know. I, I didn't see the extended forecast, but I know tomorrow, 90 degrees. Yep. Them old boys hunting tomorrow, is gonna, it's going to be murder tomorrow. Plus, uh, um, I don't care how much permethrin, you're still dealing with the ticks, Ron. They are bad this year, brother. Ooh. Well, even the ticks, and you're going to be right in the heart of it because those birds by, you know, that going to come out, they're going to go right to your strut zone. Um, probably within an hour, they're going to be right back into the woods. Yep. So, you know, to, to kill birds out in the fields like we like to do, it's going to be rough tomorrow because of the heat. Those birds, those birds aren't stupid. They're going to be in those those low, um, cool areas, feeding, you know, in those in those skunk cabbage areas and those those marshy, swampy areas, mm-hmm. which, there you go. You got the, if you haven't been blessed with the mosquitoes, and ticks so far this season, you will be tomorrow. <laughs> you will be. And the next week. All right, again, typical case of we're going, there was no real spring bang. We're going uh, right into the summer season. And the heat, I know, affects them over the years. I've, I've, I have I've like to get the period D because, again, the extra week, not that it's been, you know, that bountiful for me. But uh, when you get this hot weather, like sudden hot weather like that, it seems that they have a muzzle. They, they just shut up. They they're going to shut they up. They come down. They yeah. want to eat, look around, and then do go wherever they go. But they don't respond to even your calls, Ron. Yeah, I have your no, box. No. I have your pocket. Oh, oh, that's tough, man. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I I was only I've been able to hunt limited time, but I've, I've gone out with a, a few times, you know, calling, and it's been it's been rough. And and again, I'm not the world's best uh, championship caller, but I know how to talk turkey and and. Uh, they they just seem to look at you and say, "Nah, not today, my friend." Yep. And you know, you're you're uh, that that's humbling. <laughs> oh, that, oh, absolutely. Humbling. Okay, Joe's on the Rackenfin line this morning. Is Ron Jones, president, owner, uh, CEO, ACP Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense, based in Monroeville, New Jersey. Super super products in there, Ron. Um, to your calls now, you you have the the pot calls, correct? I call them slates. And you have the diaphragms, and you have the box calls, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is your choice of weaponry this coming week? You're going to be at what? What is your choice when the going gets this tough? You carry all three. What's the dealio? Ne- next week, next week, I will be going hard with my uh, aluminum and uh, copper um, friction or pot calls, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go with my higher pitched uh, box calls. And uh, this is going to blow a lot of people's minds. In my mouth calls, I am going to do a lot of uh, not loud. Don't get you, know, you never go super loud, but I will be a, a lot of cutting and um, uh, aggressive uh, pleading mouth calls. Well, higher pitch. I'm going to go higher pitched. Uh, the lower wow. pitch. I tried it. You know, the lower wow. pitches was was talking, but it wasn't getting them excited. Um. The other the other morning with Jennings, we had a we had a bird, and we pushed it. We pushed the envelope too much and uh, busted him. 
but you know, we try try to get up as close as I try to get up as close as I can to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could, I'd get up within three feet of them. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get as close as I can to them, and then I'm going to really what I'm trying to do at this point is we're at the end of the season. Um, they are tuckered, and they're not going to you know that that hand has got to be. Um, super uh, desirable mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. So I'm I'm going to pull out. I'm going to start off with all three calls. I'm going I'm going with the coppers and the aluminums. I really like the copper. Um, or if you have a glass call, have a glass over uh, an, an aluminum right. that has a really. I hate the sound. I personally cannot stand the sound, <laughs> but the birds love it. And it's got a reverb in it. It's just a metallic sound. It just uh, drives me nuts. But when you get out away from that call, you know, 10, 20 yards, it's like, wow, that's a really pretty sound call. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is on your pot calls, go to the sounds that nobody's been using all season. Okay. okay. Uh, and those metallics, um, and I, and I fought them for years. I wouldn't even make them for, for a long. I just, I just didn't make them, but you know, the boys out in Kansas, the boys out in Oklahoma and those Midwest, uh, uh states, those prairie grounds, they love those metallics, the, the, mm-hmm. the aluminums and the, and the coppers. And I can see why now it's, um, it's got that little bit of, uh, I can't explain it, but I, I call it a reverb or, or, right. or a metallic sound and the birds really like it. Uh, so they, most people use a slate. Most people are going to use glass over glass or whatever. These birds right now are used to those sounds. Uh, Ron, I was uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you about yeah. that. Yeah, again, especially if you're hunting this is public land. I mean, these birds yeah. have heard it all, probably seen it all too. So this is um, this is when you have to pull that all stops. Ron, you have to hang in for another segment. You cannot leave. We're up against a hard break. People, grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be back with Ronnie Jones. We're talking. Crunch time gobblers last five days, Monday through next Friday, but you can hunt until sunset. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go. Look out below. Back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of May 21st and 22nd. We have on the Rack and Fin line, Turkey Hunter, Turkey Manufacturer. Turkey Gold Manufacturer Extraordinaire Ron Jones, President, Owner, CEO, ACP Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense, based in beautiful Monroeville. I love that section of the state, man. Oh, farmlands, woods. It is absolutely beautiful. We're talking taciturn toms. Like that word? Tacit, as in quiet, as in they ain't talking. They're not speaking. They got their mouths shut. Those beaks are just mm, like they're glued together. We have... The second portion of D-Week, Monday through Friday, you can hunt until sunset, half hour before sunrise, a half hour after sunset. We have Ronnie Jones on the line right now. I want to uh, hit him up for some calls. As he said, you have to, especially on public land, it's been pressured. You got to hit these birds with something they haven't heard. 
Now, there's still some, uh, you know, some unbred hens out there, rare but there. They are there. You got to get, you got to get any gobblers last inch, not the teenagers. Hey, I'm, I'm not, I have no problem shooting a Jake, and they come in. I like wild turkey meat, and they're legal, and I'll do it. Get these feisty teenagers, but you want a beard, you want a specimen gobbler. This is the toughest time of the season. Ron, you know me, I'm all about the meat. I'll take a Jake. I have no problems with that. But even they seem to be a little like, hey, man, we're not we're not digging that. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's a weird year. But, uh, you know, I, my, my theory is this. If you want to talk like a man, you die like a man. So if, if, if I got a if I if I got a Jake coming in like a like a long beard, he's gonna he's gonna go down, uh, and I'm and I'm all about feeling tags too. That's uh, uh, that's just part of it. But uh, the, the Jakes, even your Jakes now are, are uh, you know they're, they 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 have uh, master's degrees. Okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they've got they've gotten through the uh, the gauntlet and, and and they're doing good. So. I mean, a lot of guys are going to be setting and, and blinds and all that. Here's where you want to set your blinds up in, in those loafing areas, or especially with the heat, you want to be in those areas where you know the birds are going to loaf. Uh, that's going to be your best, you know, out in the middle of a field in 90-degree weather. You're just going to roast in that in that blind. So get yourself up into the, the woods a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, get yourself along those uh, uh, woods roads you know, where the fields and the swamps meet and, and that type of stuff. It's a location, location, location is right. going to be this week. Ron, uh, decoys, uh, decoys have a place in the game this time? Well, again, my, I, you know, most people love decoys. I cuss at them. Um, <laughs> but I, it, I had it, to it, ask them that, people. I had to ask them <laughs> <laughs> uh, But decoys this time of year typically... I'm more receptive to decoys the last this last week than I will be at all, just because I can I can work the bird just like that's where the Jake the decoys seem to work okay. Mm-hmm. A gobbler decoy for me will work okay. Um, I don't have to worry about the hens pulling off. In other words, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many times you put a decoy out and here comes the hen around the corner and the tom is in tow and. She sees that that decoy and she off she goes. Oh, she, yeah, that's right. Yep, and he's he's right you know, behind her. Yep. You know, Tom's Tom's if he sees if he's by himself and he sees a decoy, then it's a. I mean, male or male? What the Tom? You know, males are kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> we all are <laughs> when it comes to love, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bash the decoys too bad today. But I don't. I, I me personally, I don't. I don't like them. Um, but there's a lot of guys who won't hunt sure. with them. And, and I was just looking at the other night at Cabela's, 150 dollars for a turkey decoy. And I said, Wow, that's. Was that was that the is that the is it avian brand or one? Someone just asked about that the other day. Tom B, I saw a, I saw a decoy. God, that thing was almost two hundred dollars or something like that. I know, and, and yeah. I mean, it was the avian. And I'm going to tell you what: if you want to look at a pretty decoy, oh my goodness, right. uh, beautiful, beautiful decoy. Uh, but uh, uh, for me to lug that sucker around, the sucker was bigger than I was. Yeah, um, but in public land too, it might get shot. You know. <laughs> You never, yeah, you never know. You know. <laughs> well, who knows about this year? But no, uh, I, I would uh, go with if you're going to go with the blinds, which a lot of guys are doing hunting now. A lot of guys hunt blinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you got to set up where the birds are going to be. You can't set up where the birds are, are uh, in the early season. Uh, or, or where you want them to be. Uh, you, 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 know, like you, told, you told me that years ago, Jones, you to get back in that stuff. We're hunting, listen, we're hunting Salem County. Uh, whoa. We, I said, this is turkey. Sure enough, they were there. But it was, again, so not similar conditions to this, but similar enough where, Ron, this is uh, this is spot-on information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be where they want to be, not where you want to be. Hey, Ron, earlier in, this, in the last segment, you mentioned getting aggressive with the calls now. Do you have, uh, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, what I'm going to do is okay. If, if if you're using like a Yelper, and I would I would say this to the average guy, just just go with your Yelpers, okay. But just do pleading talks more. Just just talk again, not loud. Everybody, when I say aggressive, people think I'm going aloud. Right, right. No, because the, the turkeys do talk. It's just we're never close enough to hear them talk. If you've ever had a chance to set and had a flock around you for 15, 20 minutes, there's a lot of different sounds that, that oh, they're yeah. making. And and we don't um, hear them at 40, 50 yards, but they're making them. And, but that Tom does. And, and, and I made this statement last week to another guy, and he goes, oh, they can't hear them sounds. And I said, they hear the slowest yelp at 100 yards. You're telling me they don't hear the peeps and the, and the purrs and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the noises would be like something like this. No, you got mm. you got to put you got to put them in in their um, place. In other words, you can't right. just do it like I just did because I was just trying to throw some net and some. Uh, that was a brand new call too. You got to break your calls, and if you you pull a call out of your mouth, they'll go right out in the woods with it. Break that yeah. sucker in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that type of stuff. If you got a cutting call, you're doing your your cuts. I don't have a cut call with me. I was just a yelper. But if you're going to do your yelps. Change your pitches. Um, I don't know what that sounds like over the uh, over the sounds the radio fine, yeah. there, but but uh, you know, change your pitches. Start your yelps. Change your yelps up. Change your purrs up. Change your keep everything going. Uh, talk a little bit more, but talk soft. Talk easy. All right. Uh, aggressive calling, in my terms, is not loud. It's just more of it type stuff. Run under these conditions now, hot, dry, whatever. Uh, again, maybe rain next week. Who knows? But again, it's, it's crunch time, people. It is it's the, literally the last minute here. Reasonable time to expect a response, and if nothing, move on. Was it 10 minutes, 15 minutes? What do you think? Take your temperature. You know, and that's, what, and that's rough this time of year because they're not talking. But typically right. when they're talking, you can do what I call, call take your temperature. You make, a, you make a call, and they come back with a double gobble make another type of cut call or another type of uh, or key key or something like that. And if they give you a triple gobble, that's the bird you can start working a little bit harder. Okay. Not louder, harder, just more of a noise. Okay. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm going to have my three calls. I'm going to have my pot call. I'm going to have a box call. He's out there and my mouth call. And I'm using all three of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're getting in closer and he's triple gobbling, you're double gobbling and he's moving in on you. Then I'm going to drop me personally. I drop my my pot call first, 
uh, Jennings, he'll drop the box call first. And then we continue on with the, the second call. For me, it's going to be the pot call or the uh, box call and the mouth call. As he gets in just about to the place where he's going to start seeing movement, I drop the uh, box call and continue on with mm-hmm. the, uh, the mouth call. A lot of guys um, will make what I call a mistake in the early season, especially where they will start them with one call. And as they're coming in, then they'll add another call and then they hang up. And then they, they then they convince the, the bird that that call is pretty good. And then as the bird gets closer, they'll drop that call and then add another call and then the bird will hang up. You can't right. do that this time of year, mm-hmm. okay? You cannot have him hang up. You Once you get him going, it, it seems like this late season they lose interest very, very fast. So you got to keep exactly. him going. Exactly. you got to right. keep him going. You yeah. know, So drop the call rather than add a call. And Ron, one thing too, I have to I have to mention again. This is I I, I Denise me just looked at me those big beautiful green eyes and says, "Man, you blew that one." Uh, we were hunting out by uh, Millmay, Mays Landing area. It was this time of year, Ronnie. This time of the season, the high bush blueberry was up. And yeah. call and I bird and I'm working, working. Heard I said, well, "Okay, let us sit, let us sit." Again, sit in this one spot for a while. I didn't particularly want to move around, whatever. Well, I get my fat butt up to go. Ron, guess it was about 15 yards away. Just walked right there, right, yeah. But right there, I couldn't see him. I, I you know, hybrid blueberry and, and some other, you know, laurel, whatever was back there. If I had waited again it. another minute or two, probably would have came into the open, little open area, and but did not make a peep, a part nothing. And there he was, right there. Yeah. And I just lost patience, and I wasn't really totally aware of my surroundings. And that he was a nice sized bird of public land too, and away he went. Who knows where he is now? <laughs> well, but you you bring up a good point, and there's two there's two critical points in there, and more than the more than the patience is the the knowing what you have when you have it. Mm. Um, meaning you set up in a place, okay, that was mainly set up for you to hear the bird coming, and 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 I and that's that's the running gunner. Or the uh, locating and, and call hunter. That's what we love. That's what that the whole the whole oh, yeah. experience for us is calling them in and they're talking the whole way. But when they're not talking, we can't set up in those tight areas uh, because we can't see they're coming in silence. So number one, setup has got to be where you can see 30, 40 yards. Okay, for your shot, you've mm-hmm. got to be able to see it. Number two, you've got to to know that. They're coming in silent, so you've got you've got to be patient, and you've got to be able to see around you. So you, so your setup has got to be geared to. They're coming in silent, and it's your eyes are taking over, not your ears. And that's uh, that's hard for me because I'm a. I, I like him talking. I like yeah. I like to pull the trigger when he's talking. I and love Ron, it. And Ron, two things. Another that where I lost my. Yeah, it's just another one of those squirrels. There was a couple of squirrels around. You know, rich. It's just another. I heard. I heard something. It's just another squirrel. Okay, I'm out of here, man. I gotta get a half mile walk down the road to get. To, and there he was. Like I said, my shooting area was fine, off to the left and off to the right, because of that high bush blue. I couldn't see, and I got busted. Oh, yep. Oh, that was yep. hard. Oh, oh. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So this coming weeks, your setups has got to be where you can where you can see. I mean, you gotta you gotta see it because they're not coming in, talking at all. Um, 
the setup is probably the most important, mm. but especially on a running gunner, he gobbles and he's gobbles close, man. You just flop and, and, uh, you, you, you try to get set up the best you can. But if you have, a, if you have a, a chance to, to think about it, you know, he's, he's out there a hundred, 150 yards, get your composure, look around. Do I, if, if, if you are going to come in, sound like a turkey if you're going to try to close the deal a little bit. In other words, he's at 200 yards and you try to, you're trying to get into 100 yards of him, okay? When you're walking, now remember, you cannot be calling and you cannot stalk him. You're just, you're just making your setup, right. in other words. Right. Um, you're, 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 you scan around and you see, okay, he's there. He is. He's out there about 200 yards. I can move 50 yards or so over to that spot. I can see better. When you get into that spot, a lot of times when I plop down, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to scratch the leaves with a stick or my hand or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. going to they they hear you walking. Don't don't you you're not that you're not you're not that much of I'm not that much of an Indian. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to hear me walking. So when I get in there, I want to sound like a turkey is in there. Let things settle down, and then go into your calling. Take the temperature if he's talking. Um, you may, you may not go hard if you, if you know, you may want to go softer calls, but I do know one thing when it's hot like this, a Yelp here and a Yelp there every 15 minutes is going to do about as much, um, excitement in that bird as, uh, watching snow melt. <laughs> Very well put Ron Jones, <laughs> owner of president CEO Rednecks for our game calls and outdoor sense. Crunch time gobblers, people. This is it. The last five days. Fury D, second portion, but you can hunt until sunset. Ron, uh, your take on that. I mean, I've, I've spoken to a few guys and gals who were able to harvest a gobbler and some jakes in that late afternoon period. So that, that's uh, that's been okay. Not a, not a lot of birds are taking, but it is an extra extra opportunity. Uh, yeah, it can be. If you, if you can get to the roost, they're going to be there. And, um, that, that's, that's going to be an advantage. I'm, I plan on this coming week hunting a lot of, uh, late afternoons. If I can get to the roost areas. Absolutely. Okay. Ron Jones, uh, before we let you go, let's, uh, get a plug for that business in the call. Besides the calls, you make some incredible sense. This is his trout set. Mary, mother of God limits. You, you know what you should call that? Ron? You should call it limits or stringer full instead of trout set. Just call it stringer full. <laughs> well, you know what? I've, we've got we've got two more scent fishing scents coming out, and maybe one of those names will be then. I'll call it. I'll, I'll say it the Tom P. Limits. There you go. There, hey, sign me out for that one. I'm good with that. <laughs> Ron, on the overall now uh, for the turkeys, this has been one of the toughest springs you've seen in a while. True. Yes, yes, to me anyway. Yes. So this is. I hope you took Ronnie's tips uh, to heart because and, and listen to the podcast if you miss the show. Want to want to hear him again because this is the last shot out. You pay for the permit, get out there and enjoy, Ron. And, and give it uh, pardon pun intended. I guess give it your best shot because these are Ron. To me, you get a gobbler under these conditions now. That is a trophy bird. Whether it's a gobbler or a jake, to me that is a trophy bird. That is hard earned. That is uh that's doing it in crunch time, man. Yeah, well, and, and yeah, I mean, and you're going to earn it. You, you're going to earn it. It's going to mean more to you. Um, uh, I love the D season. Like I said, typically my best bird comes from the D, D segment. Um, 
this year just might be a bird. <laughs> not my best bird. <laughs> Rod, do me a favor. Give that uh, website, Facebook page, phone number. Please go. ACPWildlifePro.net. Uh, Get ready to take Hey, By the way, how's the lovely Donna? They're all doing very well. All doing great. Okay, you take care, Ron. Thanks for joining us. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe uh, one afternoon next week after the Turkey Woods, we can get together for a iced tea and commiserate. <laughs> you, you, you know, Tommy, I just realized I gave the wrong website for the turkey calls. What are you I'm doing? What are you doing to me, Jonesy? Come on. I know it's, it's red, rednextpride.com. <laughs> Rednextpride.com. All right, we'll see you next week, brother. Be good. All right, buddy. Bye. -bye. Take care. Yeah, man, we're afflicted with turkeyitis this time of year, man. This is just, this is tough. Okay, grab that cup, grab that red bull. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News, I'm Carmen Roberts. President Biden and South Korean President Yoon say they're united in guarding against nuclear threats from North Korea. The president and I will be visiting with the Korean and American troops. We're still serving side by side even today. Speaking to reporters in Seoul this morning, President Biden said the U.S. is, however, willing to help the North on another issue. We've offered vaccines not only to North Korea, but to China as well. And we're prepared to do that immediately. We've gotten no response. The president's next stop on his Asian tour, Tokyo. And police in Oklahoma arrest eight people for allegedly trafficking a 15-year-old Texas girl who disappeared from an NBA game in Dallas last month. The girl's parents say Dallas police refused to investigate. Oklahoma City police found the girl 10 days later being held in a hotel. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly sunny today, hot and humid with a high 96. Clear skies for tonight, humid and very warm with a low 74. Partial sunshine tomorrow, very warm and humid with a high 88. And Monday, low clouds with a high 77. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That was Ronnie Jones talking turkeys, crunch time, crunch time. <clears throat> I'm going to get off track here a little bit. There was a, a, probably a week ago, a little more than a week ago, I'm at my desk. I'm, I'm cleaning out some fishing tackle that, you know, reels and rods. I'm looking at this stuff. And I pick up this spool from <clears throat> U.S. Reel Supercaster. It was back in the uh, early, you know, 2000s or whatever. I'm looking at the spool, Supercaster 225. I have it in my hands right now, listeners, but I, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that FaceTime thing, whatever. And a lot of and some of the radio people that do that shouldn't be doing FaceTime because it's it's not good. But uh, I see the name on the on the real spool, Ray Scott. I say, man, I remember I remember working with Ray Scott on this deal, and I was with HD Wood Advertising, four zero three twenty second Street Plaza twenty two in Ocean City, New Jersey. Had the opportunity working for Dick Wood, who is patiently waiting on the line right now, uh, to work with um, Ray Scott in any number of uh, instances. The very next day after I picked up this reel, I you know check first thing in the morning at four thirty five o'clock, check uh, my news wires. Ray Scott passed away at eighty eight. Now I said, um, and right there, still on the corner of my desk is this reel spool here, and I said, I can't believe this. That guy was just, I mean, he was just larger than life and just, wow. All of a sudden, wow. Now, he left Bassmaster. 
Yeah, the what that Whitetail Institute, the the deer feed and, and clover, whatever. That was a smashing success. He and his brother Danny and his sons. But I, I I put in a call to Dick Wood. I said, Dick, remember the times we we worked with Ray, and uh, the start of Bassmaster. You were you were there in the beginning in the industry. Dick was you know, Penn Reels and Goodbroad and and oh, Fenwick and and I mean all these companies. And how we talked about how Ray had, had really launched this, what's now probably, what, a $100 billion industry, bass fishing, boats, ranger boats, you know, Shimano, the whole bit. All emanated from that. I said, Dick, can you come on, Rack and Fell? Let's talk a little about, reminisce a little bit about Ray and a couple of uh, couple of interesting stories that we had with him. Dick had the opportunity with his, his cool grandson, Stuart, to fish Ray Scott's Lake down there with uh, President Bush in the Eagles of Anglers Tournament. Dick was involved with that. Tom, I never saw so many Secret Service guys. They were even under the water. So, Dick, we have some fond memories of Ray, but from Oren, like we discussed the other other night, Dick, your your take on his history in, in creating these companies, creating bass fishing as we know it today. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Thanks for calling, Tom. Uh, always, Dick. Uh, the one that, that always stuck with me, was Shimano, the rise of Shimano and bass fishing, the Bantam Reels, and you were there as as part of that. And bat, Ray had started Bass was what, 68, 69? This is you know, a few years later. And Dick, I'll tell you that that changed bass fishing forever. And and you were a part of that with that incredible advertising campaign. Well actually when Ray started we we had a, several accounts Mm-hmm. that were just struggling along trying to do things. Bass fishing wasn't a big deal when we started in business. And when he started, bass fishermen would have two rods and two reels and go out on weekends. Mm-hmm. We had no place to advertise except sports field, outdoor life, field and stream, and they took care of city boys and their fly rods. So there was nothing out there and what Ray Scott did he just lit a spark on the good old boys, and the good old boys ended up buying boats, reels, rods, 10 times more than what the average person was buying to go fishing. Mm-hmm. It was a bonanza for us as far as advertising. But Ray was a, he, he was just a promoter. He'd call every now and then, and he'd say, Dick, these boys need help. You'd find right. some new company coming along. So we ended up we ended up working with Ray as a business friend, right? Not as not as a friend friend, but as a business friend. Ex- exactly right, Dick. And and b- both of your personalities, your energies combined. I mean, it, it was seen to be a win win across the board. Look at the success again. Ranger boats and then Triton boats came along, and you were involved with yeah. that. And Ray was and and the Bass Clat, the Bassmaster Classic, the Bass Tournament Trails, just really just changed the face of fishing, at least in North America, forever. He he was a, a master showman. And mm-hmm. he was a he was a he was a good actor. I think he was a ex insurance salesman, I think uh-huh. he was. But he just knew how to talk, he knew how to act, and he wore a hat. And I'll tell you one story. We were at a, driving along and ended up at a gas station down in Georgia somewhere. There was three or four boys just standing around, not necess- not coming over to fill the tank at all, just totally ignoring him. And he said, Dick, watch this. And he put his hat on. And those three kids were over there in the next two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> Tommy, you do you remember the uh, the thing we did with him down in um, where was it down in uh, down in Florida, Venice, Florida? Yeah, but Nicole, it, uh, Gulf Harbor Marina. Pel- I have a story about that Pelican Alley. Yeah, <laughs> we had about a hundred outdoor writers sitting in a in, in a in a press conference. Ray wasn't there at the time, and we were giving him a speech about suspenders, which. It was the new life vest, and Ray was really in was really concerned with boating safety. Exactly. And he called and he said, "These boys need help." So we had this big press conference. In the middle of the press conference, Ray showed up wearing wearing this vest. Sit down in the middle of all of them. <laughs> they're just they're just all in all. They're just you know they're they're mesmerized by this guy. So we took him out the next day, and he willingly tied his hands and feet together, mm-hmm. put on this vest, and jumped off the boat. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> it was... They had, to, yeah. they had to get him out. and just didn't put the inserts in it or something. I don't know what it was. I don't know anything about that, people. I don't, I don't know a thing about that, but what's the term? He says, Boss, mad in a wet hen! Who did that? I was mad in a wet hen! But take, again, uh, back there in the Comus, though, do you remember this? We we had the, listen, we were involved with this, I had the writers there, the creme de la creme, boat, uh, from, actually some international people we had there. And we're having a shout-out to the guy if it's still there, Pelican Alley right there in the ICW, great little restaurant. And Ray sitting there, and and the, the, the young chef, the kid loved, loved bass fishing people, this kid, he says, well, you got some, I recognize that guy, I recognize that guy. And here comes Ray Scott with his white hat on and sits down, and the kid almost had a heart attack. And we're all getting ready to go out. We had the boat, listen, we had the boats lined up just for invisible touch steering control. Dude, I'll never, ever forget this. And everyone's lined up out there, camera crews, the whole bit, video, everything's set to go. There was this, Tommy, where's Ray Scott? I said, Dick, he's in there talking to the kid, the chef. And Ray Scott was in there for 15, listen, 15 or 20 minutes talking bass fishing. This kid couldn't have been more than 23 or 24 years old. Made Ray a great mango salsa omelet. I'll never forget that. And Ray took the time with him as if he was, Ray, Dick, as if he was a president of a tackle company or something. I said, Ray, we have to go. He says, yeah. he says Tom, yeah. tell Dick, hold his britches. I'll be right there. I'm talking bass fishing. <laughs> and came out yeah. five minutes later. I said, Ray, that was, he said, he said, that boy, he says, he loves bass fishing like I love bass fishing. That was time well spent. And listen, then it went right on from there. The promotions, everything went great. And Dick, that just showed me that the everyday guy, he was seen to be an everyday guy, no matter what. No matter who you were, he'd sit and talk fishing with you. Yeah, he was, he was, he, he was good that way. That's for sure. Dick, to, well, I, if I can you know, backtrack a little bit again to the Shimano, the Bantam Reel. And the and the you know, opening up the bass market with that, you know, and and bass uh, mastering and the editorials and the magazines and the ads that that was I think that was really the fuel that got this thing going. Uh, I don't know, Tommy. I don't think there would have been a Shimano if it hadn't have been for Ray Scott. That's what I mean. Yeah. We, well, you know, yeah. The last time we talked, we talked about Lou Childry went to Shimano to have him make gears for his for his reels. Uh, they were in the bicycle business. I don't think if there'd been a Ray Scott, there wouldn't have been a Lou Childry trying to create reels. Mm-hmm. If there hadn't have been a Ray Scott, Shimano wouldn't have never probably, never probably gone in the reel business. They were in the bicycle business. They didn't need this. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't particularly want to be in the real business. So that's what happened. Lou died and they went into business. Elizabeth, one thing, had- some, sometimes that with advertising, you know, you're, you're working late, deadlines, catalogs, ICAST coming up. We had the one time we had so many clients that, you know, we were spending the night. Phone rings. It's about, I'm there. I'm there alone. Just came in from a run on the beach. Believe it or not, I used to do that. Got <laughs> out of the shower. Phone rings. It's probably, I'm, in fact, I was surprised Dick Wood wasn't there yet. It was about 20 after 5 in the morning. Pick it up. I used to what advertising. Tom P. Tom P., where's Dick? Who's this? Who's this? This is Ray. I got to talk about some rods with him. Remember, he had that four into the ultralight rod business thing? And we sat and talked for 20, 25 minutes, valued my, and he called you back. I said, Dick should be, and, you know, you came in a few minutes later. But uh, that was, again, the both of your minds were always, always working, trying to make fishing better, trying to make the, the, the boating business better, and it really worked. It's just a testament, testament to that, Dick, what I call fishing tackle's greatest generation. He was. He also gave that man- manufacturers a place to advertise, mm-hmm. a place to grow. Before that, they weren't. They were plodding along. They weren't growing. You know. Right. You, people right. that went fly fishing bought one rod forever. That was it. Now, yeah. bat, now bass fishermen buy them by the dozens. And now you have, listen. Now you have bass fishing rods a thousand dollars plus. Dick, I've seen somebody who's like, Mary, mother of God, I'm having a heart attack. I just want my lightning rod. Remember those? I'm still fishing with them, Dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think if race, uh, without race, Scott, the, the casting reels would still be working. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. people are learning how to use casting reels again. They, they wouldn't have done that if Ray hadn't have created mm-hmm. this. As, as I say, it's a sport. The sport can get medals. You know, right. good old boys, their kids are willing to go fishing because daddy, daddy's a hero sometimes. And Dick, in his creation of the, like of the Bassmaster Classic, I was, listen, I was very fortunate to be a part of that for many years uh, as a press angler, also as, you know, working a booth for clients and stuff. And Dick, that was one hell of a show. We have the A team! And the place would erupt on the one side of the arena. We have the B team! Place would erupt on the other side of the arena. Dick, he was uh, he was a showman, but through it all, he got it done. You got it done. You, 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 you had the entertainment, but you had a sense of purpose, and that was the bottom line. What was that entertainment? It was a good old boy, wave the flag, fly eagles around. Uh, you know, what What kind of music did he have with the, the Lee, Lee Greenwood, come <laughs> on, man. That was, that was it. Okay, Dick. Well, Dick Wood, thanks for making some time uh, for Rack and Fin Radio. I miss you guys. I miss Susan. I miss Diane, Jack, Steve, Fran, that whole crew. It was just, uh, it was just as, as Ray Scott in his book, uh, Bass Boss, that he sent to Dick Wood. I forget the author was of Cobb. I forget who the author was. And uh, on the front sleeve, is just right there. Dick Wood, it was a hell of a ride. And I said, <laughs> that, was, that was pure Ray Scott. Dick, I'd appreciate that. It was a fun time. Well, Dick, thanks for sharing, the, again, a bit of, let's just, Fishing Tackle's right. Greatest Generation. Dick, you take care. Best to everyone. Be good, Tommy. See you. Bye-bye. Dick Wood, what to me, again, it's my opinion, again, work, and I, I, I'm them all, to fishing and boating advertising, what, what pretty much Ray Scott what was was the bass fishing. It's an honor, honor to, to, to know them all. Yeah, that was me. I screwed up on that vest. Oh, man. Ray Scott went down. Boy, he popped up. He had, he had the eye of the tiger, man. 
And I made I made tracks. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you have a small business, let Staples be your shipping partner. I'm generating orders 24-7. I don't have time to ship them, too. Staples has it covered. A one-stop shipping solution for a business that works nonstop. Padded mailers in every size and color? Staples has your shipping covered with packing and shipping supplies and services. Now get 15% off UPS Ground and 20% off UPS Express shipping services. If you need to ship, ship at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 528. Visit staplesconnect.com slash services shipping for details the future will be amazing and that's all well and good but what about today you can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower nissan z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain nissan frontier light up the road in the all-electric nissan aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true the future will be great but today is made for thrill all you have to do is get in a nissan and drive 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. You're back inside. Final segment, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of May 21st and 22nd. That was Dick Wood, H.C. Wood Advertising here in Ocean City. Let's get in a quick fish report from Ocean City. Fanatics Marine Supply right there on West Avenue. Big Johnny Grimco. Big John, what's happening, man? Hey, Tommy. How you doing, buddy? Long time no here. Yeah, yeah, long time no here. Uh, I'm here, and you've been uh, running around Sussex County on occasion. What's up with that? Oh, yeah, I'm all, all over. Yeah, yeah some you're, of you're, 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 you're catch, you're, dinner, but they never do. You're catching landlocked salmon in Lake Arrow flag. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Through the ice, man. That was Through something, John. Ice. That was something. The trap up there has been off the hook. The turkey hunting kind of suck. Anyway, John, uh, what's happening flounder-wise? You hearing anything on weak fish, blues? What's the dealio? Well, time now that the wind settled down and the rain stopped and the things are settling out. The flounder is starting to show back again in the bay. Uh, I'm advising most of the customers, you know, think about fishing really shallow. Uh, minimum, t- yeah, maximum ten feet, and I'm telling most guys if you can get six feet or less, get on the mud flats. You're going to find the flounder, and there's been some nice fish back there. Nice, I'm hearing fish, you know, eighteen, twenty inches at times. Oh, beautiful in the bag, hey John. Uh, your customers take your take on the new regs, the possession limits. Any any bitching and moaning going on? Um, yes, yeah, some. I mean, uh, you know. A lot of the guys are happy that they're getting something to take home. Right. But on the other hand, when they get like three or four fish over 18, 19 inches, <laughs> yeah. they're pissed that they have to throw them back. <laughs> That's, that is the dealio. John, before I let you go real fast, on those flats, top bait, is it a, is it a mini? Is it gulp? Both together? What do you got? Uh, if it's a natural bait right now, what I've been, I advise most people this time of the year, go with the mackerel over the squid or minnows. Absolutely. Uh, Minnows are tough to get after all those, uh, uh, winds and storms. 
you know, uh, I, I haven't had him for almost a week and a half now. Hey, listen, Eddie Bronson turned when I first came down or 89, 90, whatever. Eddie Bronson turned me on to mackerel strips in the back. I looked at him because, again, I was I said, Were you kidding me? Whoa, early season. Uh, and I, that's uh, been it, Grimco. That's been it. Uh, I've only been using macro strips in the back since about 1975. <laughs> he, he said it there, man. Hey, John, you hearing anything at all on weak fish or blues? Um, a few a few small bluefish have been taken down at Corson's. Uh, nothing, you know, consistent. Uh, nice bass are popping up. Still bass uh, still around there. Down there. Mm-hmm. The uh, Z-Man and the jig heads on the paddle tail shads. They're doing okay. Um, rarely I can get a customer to squeak out that they actually found those uh, you know, funny-looking <laughs> fish with the big fangs. Yeah, I got you. Okay, gentlemen, you take care. See you guys next week. All right, hey, hey oh, tell, tell, tell Wiggins I'll be in the house. <laughs> All right. See you later, right. man. Bye-bye. Let's jump okay. up, Tucker and Way, Tucker and Way, South Green Street, Tucker and Bait and Tag. We got Big Mike on the line. Mikey, what's happening flounder wise up your way, bro? Okay, we are catching fluke out there down by the stink house in the clam stakes. There you go. It's been a pretty good location. Been a pretty good location. Uh, we're doing a deal with uh, white gulp spearing. Uh, of course, the uh, the venerable mini and killy combination. There you go. And uh, some mackerel, some mackerel strips. But I tell you, so pe- it's all working pretty well out there right now. I'm weighing some nice fish. I tell you about some mackerel strips. Hey, Mike, listen on the gulp. Is it the grub or the uh, the swimming mullet? And what length? The swimming mullet. They're using like four inches in white. There you go. There you go. Hey, Mike, you hearing anything about blues? Nothing yet. I mean, they're talking. The only thing I've heard about bluefish is up around uh, the North Jetty Barnegat Inlet that's in that the, pocket in Island Beach. God, that's what I mean. Okay, Mike, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, Tommy. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That's it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio. Get out there and enjoy, man. Crunch time gobblers. Need them to find out more information. Relive that information from Ronnie Jones, ACP. Go to the podcast, Rack and Fin Radio. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. Ray Scott, rest in peace. It was an honor and a pleasure knowing you, man. You were, you were aces. Fishing Tackle's greatest generation. See you next week, Rack and Fin Radio.